And yes, that's right. Welcome to the Hyper Extended Podcast with your boy Tabo, the R-E-X. Of course, you know how the Dinosaur Ambassador holds it down for you, man. And uh, yeah, we've got another episode, man. It's been a while since we've pretty much done any recording for anything. You know, it's been like maybe two weeks where we haven't, you know, had this particular podcast. But now we're back. I've got my boy Easy Lucid in the building. How are you doing, What to do, what to do. I'm doing good. How about you? Oh, man, what can I say? It's another time. It's another time to be alive. But, uh, yeah, no, pandemic, man. It really has me scared right now. So uh, things are not as... It's getting closer to home. It's definitely getting closer to home. Everyone knows someone now. <laughs> touched me a lot, bro. It's really touched me a lot. But we've got a guest today. And uh, I'd like to say this guest is pretty much a legend in the industry, man. I grew up watching this person, all right? I grew up watching her. You know, and she used to just chill with CC Shaday, all these really cool people, Sifo, Switch. You you know, you can hear I'm obsessed by the way I'm just rolling names. You know, like I know what I'm talking about right now. Um, and uh, I met her once at a really cool place when I was working, right? But she goes by the name of Garabo Ntwing, right? Hello, Garabo. How are you? happening hey easy hey tabo thank you so much for having me so awesome to join you guys on your podcast thank you for having me of course that's what it's all about man i feel so i feel so you know excited man you know we used to just watch you (laughs) when we were kids and we wanted to be like you man i was jealous man i wanted to be a part of the wild room squad you know i really wanted to have that breakfast you guys used to do this section or this little mini vibe where you guys like oh let's see what we're having for breakfast then it's like I really want to be a part of that, man. So it's yeah. it's all crazy. And on top of obviously being a legend in the industry as someone who's been on your TV and other forms of media, she's also a radio presenter and we've seen her quite a lot um, or heard of her, sorry, you know, quite a lot on 947 and especially now on 5FM. That's where she is in the mornings, 4 to 6 a.m. That's Garabo, man. She's holding it down in the morning, yeah. always asking us these these questions that are serious and i'm like no god it's a pandemic i, I, I please just it's not always serious <laughs> <laughs> just you know um, um yeah um, but yeah god just you know we wanted to know man how was your experience you know just being on your tv you know at the age you were when did you start how did that all happen uh, so I started on Kids TV when I was 11 years old and I stayed for about nine and a half years to 10 years. So I left when I was 21. So it was like 10 years mm. uh, that I did it. So it was practically my entire childhood, to be quite honest. And prior to that, I've been doing like ads and that kind of stuff and a little bit of acting as a child. Mm. But like my first full time kind of job on TV was obviously on TV when I was 11. And it was a fantastic experience. I think then, and this is what a lot of us always say that did it, like it didn't feel like anything extra special mm. it felt like okay you play soccer after school you play netball after school i just go and i do <laughs> mm. um but then obviously like the more and older you get and you, you start to understand what you do and the influence that you have you realize oh it's a big deal yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. this is actually a dream of and i realize it more and more now as i get older and i meet people and it's been about I think more than eight years that I've been off your TV now and people are like, dude, and like broadcasters, yeah. you know, like yourself and uh-huh. other people as well who'd be like, oh my God, that was my childhood dream. I was such a lesson. I'm just thinking like, well, you're doing it now. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, uh, uh, yeah, so it, it really was a fantastic experience. And I think the older I'm getting, the more I actually start to appreciate more, appreciate it more. Mm. You know, because it's obviously training to the broadcaster that I am today, meeting other broadcasters and them saying like, dude, that that is what I wanted to do. And it's like, wow, 
um, the older I get, the more I appreciate it. Um, I, I think I learned a lot of things about our industry from then. I learned a lot of things about the professional environment, being humble, working with people, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 Now, I mean, that, like I said, for me, um, I had met you in Santon for, for um, an event called Whiskey Live. And essentially, I was working like as a, prom- as a promoter that day. Um, and for me, like I kept, when I kept, when I saw yeah, your face. Was, Sorry, Tabo, where was it again? Just remind me. It's whiskey live. So there's it it, it an event in Santon. Like you have like these different types of tastings. You know what I mean? I remember whiskey live. <laughs> Did I just burp? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay. It's what? It's raw. It's Rex. Yeah, that's what it's all about, man. It's raw, it's real, it's Rex. That's what the show is about. So it's all good, man. Look. We know that you have like media credit uh, credibility, you know, so there's certain things maybe you can't say, but we just wanted to let you know that here it's a free platform. You can literally say what you want to say. Just just putting it out there. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's the nice thing about a podcast, right? Like yeah. that I enjoy so much. You guys are free to do whatever you want. That's why I'm even having a drink right now. See, it's almost even done. Let's go. <laughs> like, it's, it's Friday, you know. <laughs> Let's go. I'm tired of the week. You know, I understand how you feel, it's man. It's Friday. And- and I have been up since 2 a.m. So I deserve it. <laughs> definitely. You definitely do. Um, just to touch briefly mm. on uh, your time on, on radio. So you went to Vow FM, which essentially I used to work there as well. Um, and I think that's what tied us together in our conversation because I was like, yeah, I go to Vow. And you're like, oh, yeah, I was there like 10 years ago or something. I'm like, what? How long ago? I was like, really? Like, no, it wasn't 10 years ago. It was like <sighs> Yeah, but... You know what I mean. Seven years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I man, how's that experience, man? How did that get you into radio now? Um, so one of the reasons I went to Bits University was because I knew that they were rebuilding the station voice of Bits because voice of Bits existed back 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 then. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um and then I think that shut down and then they started rebuilding their studios and I had heard that okay. 2010, Vow FM was launching, relaunching. And I was like, and I'd always loved Vits as a university and it was always an option, but like one of the main reasons I actually went to Vits University was because I knew that they relaunching the station and I was like, I'm going to get into that station because this is how I'm going to get into radio. Mm. I'd always wanted to radio and throughout high school, I had been shadowing a lot of uh, radio DJs, especially at YFM. At YFM then, they were very open to, to, even if you weren't a radio DJ, and then necessarily like hiring you, but the DJs there were also very open to um, what's this to to mentoring other people or mm-hmm. for you to come in and shut up. Why are these students always just busy? I remember when they were at um, Roseback, mm-hmm. so I shut up a couple of DJs there when I was in high school. And it was varsity time. Went to Vits, uh, started with Vits. I did the Vow FM Top Forty. I did. I remember Thursday show as well. I never did a Monday to Friday show because I was still obviously on YoTE and was obviously varsity but i made sure that i was doing a sufficient amount of shows and it's literally the best decision i ever made i always say that i walked out of wits universe two degrees one in psychology and anthropology a ba that's what i majored in and okay. the radio degree like okay. i always say i say that because i stayed for about three and a half to four years mm-hmm. because when i got scooped up by nine four seven what I did was I stayed at VoiceOvers. They allowed me to do both, mm. which was awesome. And I think I was just hanging on a little bit. I think this is my family. I don't want to let it go, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I don't think I would have been able to straight off the varsity start a career in radio behind the scenes and on air and even be on 5FM today if it wasn't for Voice of It, if it wasn't by a man called Mike Smirthwaite. I remember Wigger. him. I don't know if you Wigger, yeah, I, I know, I know yeah, Wigger very yes. well. Exactly. Um, I mean, he literally rebuilt that station from the ground. Yeah. Um, such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to radio. He was so passionate about all the young people uh, joining Voice of Fits then. He, he was absolutely incredible. We had a couple of programs managers as well. Nicole De Silva, who's on 5FM right now, yeah. she was one of our programs managers too. Oh. So there's so many people, even like co-presenters that worked there that are doing incredible now. Mm -hmm. uh, so many people in the radio industry right now you know, went, were at Voice of It in that year in 2010, between 2010 and around of 2013. And obviously beyond that, I just haven't met everybody else post that. But mm -hmm. there was that era between 2010 and say 2013, 2014, and people are doing incredibly well from uh, talk radio to television to commercial radio. And I always say to people, like, you need to do campus radio. You need to do to, uh, a community radio. You can't just wake up and decide, I want to be on radio. And mm. you're sending your demo to commercial stations. Sorry, pay your dues. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is people's jobs. People study for this. People work at, 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 at uh, uh, camp stations and volunteer for years without getting paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you think you can just, like, waltz in and decide to do radio. Some people are lucky. You know, I think sometimes natural talent is natural talent. Like is like if you know people as well. Some people have different stories and different journeys. And they're extremely lucky to be able to to a commercial radio platform without having to go through campus and community. Mm. But I think it's the best and easiest way to do it. Like, if you have a radio station in your hood, you can literally go there, knock and be guys, I want to work for you. Okay, what do you want to do? News produce what are you interested in they're always open and that's what i like about community and campus stations they don't expect someone to come there and you can do a link like table can no no no, no. the whole point of that platform is to teach you the whole point of that platform is also to discover yourself as a broadcaster maybe actually you end up realizing mm, being behind the mic is not for me i'm actually so great at sound I'm great at making a radio show sound amazing, amazing. And that's what you end up branching into. Or you realize, I actually like current affairs more and I want to do news. And you get to discover yourself because they allow you the opportunity to experiment. And I think that's why it's so important. And that's why I always say you have to start on campus or community stations. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I totally so, agree with that. Um, because obviously, like I had met, I think for me, before I even got into it, I wanted to... I knew what I kind of wanted to study and stuff, but at the same time, I really wanted it that badly. So um, at the time, I spoke to Catherine Grenfell. She was, she was still at five at the time, and she's my mentor, essentially, and one of my yeah. biggest friends. And she spoke to me. She was like, yeah, I don't think you should go study it, man. You need to find a station and just th throw a young demo yeah. there and, and, you know, learn from there. And I think that experience of, of learning from it was great for me because essentially I went from doing you know, a show every single Sunday and I used to do a house show and I'm not even the biggest house fan. Like, I love hip-hop more than I love house. Um, and essentially, I had done that show and I went to lunch eventually almost every single day. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, wow. due to 2020, the year it was, I had to sort of let it go um, for personal and yeah. like financial reasons and stuff. Um, but essentially, like, yeah. I understand what you mean with the journey. It, it teaches you. I think for me, doing a show every day taught me a lot that you need to be on the money, like on the money, on the money, yeah. on the now, money. 
and, and it's so awesome that you did that. Can you believe it? And now because of my busy schedule, when I was at Campus Radio, I didn't get a chance to do a show every day. Then when I was at 947, I had a 925 at Prime Media. Um, and I did radio on weekends. So this is only the first time I'm doing radio Monday to Friday. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> now you've experienced it already. You know what I mean? You've experienced what it's like every single day to be on the go, to be on the go. Mm. I literally, in my 10th year of radio, <laughs> it's my first time and I'm like so shook. I'm like, yo, 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 yo. <laughs> I'm trying to work newspapers, man. <laughs> I'm back to you. Okay, I like get I you. I get you. Papers. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, a show every day is absolutely insane, but you are right. It's so awesome that you've had that experience and you realize the importance of it. Yeah, no, 100%. I do agree on that. But, you know, what I want us to touch on is, is, you know, just a couple of tweets that I had seen on your page. And I think, I didn't think someone who's in <laughs> the media industry would essentially feel the, the, the touch of what the pandemic would do to a lot of people. So, what has the. I know it's very. It's, I, I always usually think when you're in media, life is safe. Like I think you're nice. You always get money, whether you have gigs or not. At least you've got a show, so you don't really, you know, gonna have problems. Are you making money now as a broadcaster and a podcast owner? Are you good? Are you raking it in? Father, <laughs> we're all on the same boat. <laughs> we're in the same but let me let you finish. Let me let you finish. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. But pretty much, like, how has the pandemic affected you and your friends? Because I can tell with every tweet you tweet, you're like, yo, I guys, like, in Pinchizam's donkey, have lost their jobs or someone has lost jobs. And I can tell, Hurry, it's affecting us, like, a lot. So just tell us about that a little bit. Yo, 2020 has been rough, man. 2020 has been so rough. Personally, it's been one of my toughest years. I mean, I started this year with a, a big health scare. Um, Ooh, sorry, and I man. got diagnosed with a, a, a ray t- sorry to dampen the mood guys i know you no it's okay i mean about my i mean uh, since we're going there you know so first of all I, I i got diagnosed with like some red lung condition right mm. it's not like um chronic so i'm not gonna die on you guys okay, <laughs> okay. Um, i have to take medication and treatment for it for year and a half now imagine you get diagnosed with a lung condition and then three months later literally covid hits in mm. your country that's the first thing so i'm like no yeah. i don't need this right now you know what I mean? i'm still trying to like take care of my disease that's the first thing um and then obviously covid hits and i think when it comes to media, if you look at it, Tabo and Izzy, like you guys have seen how you look at magazine industry, magazines have been shutting down. Mm. You look at um, a couple of news places as well where people have been retrenched. Even before COVID, our industry has been in trouble. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I remember when um, N7, for example, shut down, thank goodness for news from Africa right now. And, you know, they've hired, a, 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 they've opened, doors for other journalists and whatnot but the media industry already has been a very uncertain place where people are getting retrenched and, and all these things right and and now this is what i'm saying like real talk when we're not looking at the glitz and glam i'm not talking about what's happening on instagram mm. I'm talking about like real life <laughs> Do you know what I mean? yeah. we're seeing okay Kexton is shooting out <laughs> and uh radio station you know i'm <laughs> the, the, the real stuff yeah. not, yeah. not the instagram live 
Um, so the media industry already has been in so much trouble. Ekwese shutting down. Like there's been so many, like from TV to radio. I mean, we read about actors um, being underpaid and, and all these things, you know. So already the industry has been in trouble for a while. And then here's COVID and it just makes it worse. I was in a very bad space in the beginning, like in, in, in the beginning of the year, like I've mentioned, and then yeah. here's something amazing that happens in the 5FM, everything comes up, and I'm so grateful for that. I think um, I'm such a living testament that in the middle of chaos, magic can happen, and great things can happen, and that the year is not over yet, and, and things can just turn around. Um, and, and, and obviously, you know, sometimes it's not a financial impact that's bad. Mm. Sometimes an emotional one too, do you know what I mean? It's like we're locked up in our houses, um, I can't do the things that I used to be able to do. I can't, I'm worried about my health. I'm worried mm. about my family. It's even getting worse. I don't know when the podcast is going to drop, but at the moment now on the day we're recording, we all know that now we know, everybody now knows somebody that's got COVID or that's lost a loved one. So things are just depressing and things are hectic. I've got friends who've been losing jobs and getting retrenched. I'm on LinkedIn every day sending links. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I worry about my mom who's an entrepreneur. Um, money's running out yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean uh and other business owners you know young people as young people already were sitting with such a high unemployment rate it's only getting worse we're told to start businesses how are we going to start those businesses now already in a struggle how are we going to do it now so it's lit and i think it's lit for everyone and i think we have the fact that it's lit. we absolutely cannot we need to be real and candid about it you know and i think at the time though when great things are happening in your life, it's important to also celebrate them. I think there was a time when the 5 fm thing happened for me because it was literally in the middle of the pandemic. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm literally like, some of my closest friends have just lost their jobs. Yeah. How do I tell them, hey, so- I got a new, I got a new, a new gig. gig. Yeah. But I realized that you also have to be able to, in the midst of all that chaos, and even when people around you are going through a tough time, just still say yourself, and even the people that love you will celebrate you too, because we also need to, even though we're going through such a tough time, we need to be in a constant state of gratitude. Like things might not be perfect right now, but the fact that you're sitting where you are right now with internet connection for us to be able to do this interview, you've got proper equipment for for, for you to be able to do it. You, you using the, the um, uh, uh, resources that you have to mm. create something and to create something that is your own you know, that's that's a blessing in itself and that's something to be grateful for. So I think even though there's a lot of shit going on, we need to be in a state of gratitude for the things that we have and the things we're able to do. Like you were saying, you had to go let go of our FM um, earlier this year, but you have your own platform now, which is even better. And you know what I mean? People are consuming uh, more digital things at the moment. So maybe this could be the year that your own product, the pro the podcast grows more than it would have a year ago or two years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, that's <laughs> my challenge. It's a tough time, but I think we need to try and remain positive. We need to try and remain resilient, innovative. It's very hard though. And I think especially when they lose, you know, there's only so much positivity you can there's only so much you can be positive. Like your people are starting to die around you. It's a little bit difficult, but I think we inspire where we can uh, provide support and be positive and that kind of stuff. I think we need to be able to do it because also people need a bit of escape. And that's why platforms like this that mm -hmm. you have created are important because we need to escape. No, I, 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 I totally... Need to be in I need to fix my wig. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Actually, I need to, hold on. I need to, I need to just ask my friend. I just want to, 
even though no one will hear a damn thing, I just want to show proof that I'm recording this. Jazz, can I can I have your help? Can I have your help for like a couple of minutes? Can you like? Do I know? Oh, a picture. Well, not not necessarily a photo. To be fair, I'd like to say um, I'm not going alive knowing that no one will hear anything you're saying. <laughs> like no one will hear a damn thing. Oh, but fine. Why don't you want me to hear? Mm-hmm. I mean, how are you going to hear, though? I mean, uh, yeah. life is life. Yeah, it's life, oh, man. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Yeah, so uh, let's just. Okay. Okay, okay let's. Well, I don't know. Let's see how this works, Aston. Maybe you got a point. Maybe Aston. Uh, I'm point. not going on live. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it's so much. Yeah, don't worry about it. Anyway, um, so, Karabu, hearing everything you've said, I think it's touched me in. <laughs> what? Why don't you flip the camera to show you that? Well, I mean, on your Instagram, I can't flip it, but it's gonna show your face, and essentially, no one will hear what you're saying. You'll just be like, mm, 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 and everyone's gonna be like, "What is Karabo doing?" Essentially, <laughs> so I'm just gonna show it on me eventually at Aston because I feel like, oh, well, you know, yeah, I, I think we're just at that point. I don't even know if people will catch it because hey, we're not famous, Karabo. Like, you know, okay. we're just normal people, sadly. Um, <laughs> Okay, anyway. I'm not going to speak too loud. My boyfriend's in a Zoom call, guys. Okay. No, <laughs> so I'm going to keep it a little low. Okay? It's un- exactly. okay. And I mean, that's another funny thing with, with, with COVID. It's like all of us have had to just navigate a different way of working. All of a sudden, you you, you live with your partner and you guys are, are working in the same space. And it's like, oh, I have a Zoom call now. No, I have a Zoom call. Oh my goodness, which room are you going to work? Hmm. Do you know where I am right now? Where you are right now? In the kitchen. I'm in the kitchen. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in the kitchen. Y'all got a nice painting, you, you, though. You're, you, like, literally working. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you can't even tell I'm in the kitchen, right? You have to get really creative <laughs> with this whole thing. You really do. So when I'm not trying to be extra, I use the painting. And then sometimes I use the um, bookshelf. You have to be creative. But Tabu, you were saying something about how um, what I was saying about COVID touched you guys. Yeah. You know, you Aston, I, I saw, no, I also, I especially saw Aston's face because, like, for Easy himself, like he had he had an entire like event he prepared for himself. That's why I respect him so much. He had a he had a gig he made for himself and put on other artists to create this particular gig, right? And this was the launch of something that we thought like or let's say we still do think but it's been delayed. Like it's gonna be really special because he did it on his own hard work. He made flyers, he got all types of stuff, he got equipment, he got a place to do this event, you know, and it was going to happen as soon as, I think, what, April kicked April. in? Yeah, as soon as April kicked in, it was about to happen. I was in there about to MC for the first time in a long time, since, like, OP or something, you know? Um, and you're ex- we were excited, you know? We were. We really were. Like, um, but uh, to be fair, I, I have this belief that um, if you're on the precipice of something really great, the universe or God yeah. is going to test you. And the bigger the test, the bigger the rewards, right? So I'm taking this whole COVID, like oh. as sad as it is, this whole COVID thing as this one big test for me to see, am I going to stick with this idea when it comes back around? You see what I'm trying to say? So yeah, that's 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 my whole mindset with it. I agree with that so much. So I told you how I also had a challenging time in the beginning of the year when I was, you know what I mean? diagnosed with this lung condition of mine like as it was actually quite hectic doctors weren't sure what's wrong with me but uh you could possibly have cancer i mean that's why i don't know if you're going to show a, um, a, a video of this podcast but i have this like mark on my neck i don't know if you guys can see it yeah we yeah, can yeah, from yeah. my 
right? Um, I don't even cover it anymore because I'm just like, oh. But that was from my, the word is too big. I can never remember it. But when they're trying to like diagnose you for whatever's happening in your lungs, you have to basically go into surgery and they stick like a, they cut you in, like right here by my neck, stick a tube down your throat and then lung to test. So it's like a biopsy essentially to see like cancer, what the hell's going on, you know? Um, so for me, that was my moment of test. I was like, okay, God, here. You, I'm on the brink of greatness here and it tastes so exactly what you're saying. I can absolutely relate. And the challenges just didn't stop, didn't stop, didn't stop. And now I'm in a completely different space. You know what I mean? So, yo, I agree. That hit me. Yeah. Easy word. Okay, so um, I actually have a bit of a question for you. Um, so, obviously, we're going through this whole pandemic, right? But for mm-hmm. i feel like for south african women it's two pandemics that they're going through and then for black women it's three pandemics with the whole black lives matter and you know everything that's going on with that um so can you tell me like from your opinion um what's your take on this whole gender-based violence and and, and everything that's going on within our country right now <clears throat> You know, I think it's so sad, Izzy, that we are still here. I think every couple of years there is uproar and then it dies down and then we're still in the same place. It's so frustrating. It makes me so angry that we're in the same place. It makes me so angry that the president... Look, I, I... I have love for our president. I think even in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, how he handled things was really good and he really did try and all these things. But like when it comes to violence, he'll get on there and he'll say, we condemn, we condemn, we condemn. They're always just condemning everything. And it's like, what are we going to do? Where are the harsher sentences? Do you know what I mean? What are we doing? How are we not... um, fixing how the police for example handle gender-based violence cases the justice yeah. system you know what i mean why on uh, why does it take so long to wrap these cases up so personally for me and i think for for every single woman in our country and for men too that care we're so tired of the fact that like we're just talking and it's us just talking 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 the whole time and it's like what are we actually going to do? So first of all, for me, that's the number one frustration that I don't think um, our government is taking this seriously enough. I mean, just look at how, for example, right now with the pandemic, they keep talking about alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Causing a spike in in in, in um, gender-based violence cases or causing a spike in COVID cases. It's like, why are we busy talking about alcohol and cigarettes, guys, when yeah. our health system is collapsing? Why is our health system collapsing? We saw China and Italy and what happened months before this came to our country and now you're going to blame things on alcohol you know what i mean so that's like my issue when it comes to that so that's extremely frustrating i think i think um what's also extremely frustrating do you know what i hate that men do it's the marches it's the performative act- activism that happens um uh, we're going to wear heels and dukes and put on lipstick. I don't know if you guys have seen that sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen it around that. on Twitter and stuff. Oh. oh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I, think, and, and, and I think we're also tired of telling men, this is how I think you should handle it, or this is how you can help in terms of the movement and that kind of stuff. I need to remember, guys, it's not about what we're putting on social media. You could be doing the work without us even ever knowing about it yeah. on social media. I'm not saying don't post and voice your opinion, or whatever. But sorry, your tweets, your Facebook messages, all these things, your retweets of things mean absolutely nothing. It's in your personal capacity. 
you are not doing anything about gender-based violence. You're not checking yourself, checking your past, checking your friends, calling people out. Like, what are you doing in your own personal space? Do you know what I mean? And I think that's where it starts educating men around you because all of us have somebody that's problematic in our lives every man knows someone that's problematic even even if it's or if it's not you so and those are my thoughts you're absolutely right we are going through threefold and i always say like black women are at the bottom of the bottom with everything <laughs> with getting paid at work <laughs> with gender, like we are always at the bottom of the bottom we have to work extra hard we go through extra struggle and personally as a black woman right now i'm so tired of being strong i'm so tired of being celebrated for being strong and being a superhero and being a champion like i don't want to be strong all the time why do you know what i'm saying I, why must i suffer you know what i mean it's like yeah. we celebrate black women suffering and it so much a lot of us were raised by by um strong black women that have had to suffer as well. My mom had to suffer, my grand had to suffer, your mom probably had to suffer too. Like, why must I suffer as well? Like, we romanticize that and I am done with all of that. I am done, like, sorry, I don't wanna be a superhero because I'm not, I'm a human being, do you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I, I can't save the world and I can't, I, I, and I don't want my story to be a story of struggle, no. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't, mom, my grandmother and all the other women that came before me, went through everything they went through said now can i want 2020 let's also struggle do you know what i mean i must also be beaten up and murdered if i ever even make it do you know what i mean my, my, i used to see my own grandmother be a victim of gender-based violence and look at me now now this is like two generations later we're still dealing with the same thing in our country yeah. Come on. Mm. no that's powerful so things have to change and like it's so hard to even remain hopeful. It's so hard to remain hopeful when every single day you're reading about a woman that's being murdered, where every single day you think of a friend that's been raped. I always say that to guys as well. I'm like, guys, so many women in your life have been victims of abuse and you just don't know. Your sister's not going to tell you. Your mom's not going to tell you. Sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And that's the reality. You just might not know. Your own girlfriend might not change all the moments of sexual harassment that have happened or sexual assault that have happened. And, and I also hate how um, I think what men do, and this is not a, a bashing men thing, absolutely not, but how it's like, it's always, oh, now that I have a daughter, oh my God, no. I can't, why do you <laughs> yeah. have to have a daughter first? Why does it have to be about your sister? Why does it have to be about your girlfriend? Do you know what I mean? It, it, it mustn't take having a daughter or having a sister or whatever to understand do you know what i mean even if you had no woman in your life it's, it's the same thing about men protecting women that they find attractive that's the other thing yeah. have you seen when the post of a girl that's gone missing and it's a pretty girl and it's like oh my gosh she's so pretty why does that matter so if she wasn't pretty yeah. would it not matter to you that she's missing you know uh, there's that thing of, of of men also wanting to protect women they're either attracted to or or, may, or, or women that are in their lives and if it's not a woman they're attracted to or a woman that's in their lives or a woman that doesn't look a certain way or whatever it is it's just like a whatever you know and, and we need to stop that and i think at the same time though it's so beautiful to be surrounded by men that care to be surrounded by men that are asking these questions and saying how do you feel about it? do you know what i'm saying that are asking the right questions that are also going out and trying to educate themselves and see what they can do because we can't do all the educating we're done we're tired is Google, there are books, there are a woman in your life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what's right and wrong. You studied, you went to university, you can read, you into school. Imagine all those schools you were saying to you, only for you to be so ignorant. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with racism. Like, I'm done explaining racism to white people. Yeah. I'm done yeah. with that. That's a waste of time. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not time for you. Like, I don't have time to tell you that that statement you just said is problematic. Like, I actually do not have time because you're wasting my time. So those are my thoughts on that. I don't know. Solutions. I don't know. Therapy. It's so exo- It's frustrating. Guys. I was saying to, to my boyfriend the other day, I was saying to him, I'm like, you know, it's so crazy the privilege you guys have. Like, you can order Uber Eats, open the door, grab the food from the guy, like, without you yeah. thinking twice. I'm like, me, every time my food order arrives, my stomach turns a little bit because shit. I can't, I can't fit the food through the burger door. I have to actually open the gate and then get it. Anything can happen in that moment. And you think about wow. it every single time with the food delivered to me. Okay? Um, I think about when I'm in the shower and I'm alone in the house. I think about me being in that vulnerable state and somebody breaking into the house. And I wouldn't even be able to hear them because I'm in the shower. When I'm driving, right? I was explaining this to my boyfriend as well. I'm like, <clears throat> you know when a guy's crossing the street or in winter, men yeah. are walking. People are walking. It's, people are going to you generally put your hands in your sweater pockets and your hoodie pocket right and and it's so bad because we stereotype but unfortunately that's the country that we live in i'm like do you understand yeah. the fear that i feel when maybe people's crossing cr- crossing and it looks like they're coming towards my car and their hands pockets. the first thing i think is holding a weapon even when i'm in my car now imagine when a woman's walking at that time oh. they go taxi or go to the place of employment it, it's something that i think of like literally i freeze when i see a man walk past me even worse if they have something as simple as their hands in their pocket um and you guys don't always know what that feels like it's very yeah. scary well like in a state of fear like being a woman in our country is you're always in a state of fear and anxiety like i wish all of us could have some sort of access to therapy to be able to deal with it because it's clearly we're not going to be able to deal with the GBV stats anytime soon. So at least our mental health must be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That puts a, it puts a lot into perspective. You're like, you kind of, when, when, when I just heard you saying what you were saying, all I could think about was like, wow, that happens. Like I I do things and I don't even bat an eye. And I'm like, that stuff that you actually skip yeah. like it's it's mind-blowing it's really really mind-blowing yeah it's yeah it's like for example i know guys are terrified of being hijacked right the thought of being hijacked is like oh my god my car getting hijacked. I could get... do you know that when i think of hijacking i don't think of my car being taken yeah no no no, no. i think of me being taken because when a woman is hijacked a lot of the time it's not about the car only it's the power over you you know so things like that so yes it is it's a lot and, and i don't expect you to know 100 how what we feel every single day but i think it's important more and more for you to realize more and more what's like oh shit and it's priv- it's a privilege to that, that you don't have to live in that fear I think it's all about awareness. Awareness is like the number one thing for and us. I, and I, I guess I guess education as well. I mean, it, mm. it's it's very important to be um, educated within it. You know, um, that's why I think my mom always says, "Nick, like, well, she doesn't say it like that, but she's like, nigga, you need to read, you know." And I'm I'm like, yeah, I hear you, but I like visual things. But it's like, no, sometimes you need to read, fam. You know what I mean? So I think I understand why she always says that to me because in general, she always feels like there's always things you can always learn. You never stop learning. And she's like 63. She's always reading. Like she never not 
she's never not reading if that makes sense so no i i 100 get what you're saying but uh Gara, we've run out of time i can even tell because essentially you have a lot of things to do as well oh, that i've seen yeah. um okay five more minutes yes <laughs> <laughs> that's how good the conversation is <laughs> awesome lovely 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 um you know we just wanted to make it um or, or rather um Aston, is there any like questions you got for her that are very like you know you got something that you feel like man i would like to hear from her perspective or like especially industry stuff so Aston and i we talk a lot about in general about music and we always feel like um do you necessarily like f- for someone who wants to let's say put music on on the radio or whatever the case may be is it always a sense of we have to create radio music can we not just make music and it be heard or do you need a specialist show like if you look at kid funk at 5fm or something like that because i think you know we need to always remember that things like radio and television are a business at the end of the day you know what i'm saying and i, and I see people say support local artists and open up the industry and i'm all for it absolutely but every single station has got a um, um, certain protocol about the type of, of, of songs they're going to put on air they can't put every tom dick and harry on, on air. do you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh imagine if if, if 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 they were putting every single person on air like it's a commercial radio station mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what i mean we're trying to make money here mm-hmm. and i think that's why it's amazing we have streaming platforms we you know people are creating soundcloud all these things for you to put your music there because not every song that you're going to make is good for radio yes if you can get onto a specialist platform that's am- i mean a specialist show that's amazing do you know what i mean and good for you and 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 i think it's amazing to be able to get onto radio and, and have your music heard on radio but people need to remember that jeez it's very it, it's it's a challenge and there's certain specific things that radio stations look for in terms of the sound of their station and the, what they put on and it's not a charity it's a business it's a commercial radio station yeah yeah it's a tv show that is it's going to make money here you know what i mean and i think we need to remember that and we need to what we what musicians need to do and and, and you know I, i'm i'm not that well informed about the music industry and artists and that kind of stuff but just i'm speaking from the perspective of somebody that works on radio that you're not entitled i'm sorry mm. do you know what i mean you mm, you yeah. are not entitled for 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 you know, what what you need to be doing is educating yourself about okay what can i do as an artist to sure i get on to radio okay this is the kind of song you would want to make and this is how you submit and that kind of stuff so constantly inform yourself it's like shooting a music video and expecting channel or to play your music video but your music video isn't great quality come on yeah mm-hmm. but okay. your music video on youtube and your friends will watch do you know what i mean and i think it's just we we also need to take advantage of the platforms that we have right now don't wait for that station to play your radio i mean that station to play your song make your song go viral on the internet do you know what i'm saying if people are not picking up your song on the internet and liking it what's it gonna what different is going to make on radio. I see what you're saying. What I mean? I get what you're saying. You yeah. work on the quality of your product and you keep educating yourself about what you can do to make a radio hit, what you can do to make a video that can make it on television or whatever. But while you're doing all of that, use the resources that you have already, which is the internet. I mean, come yeah. on. Now it's even worse. It's not even going to be depending on the, lis- the listenership that radio station that you're sending to has. Now it's millions and millions and millions of people globally you have the opportunity to reach a global audience you know what i mean so focus on your product and your art and 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 making sure that you are producing dope shit like that's important 
and you can't wait on anyone. You can't wait on that radio station or that TV station to give you a chance. There's a quote that and what, that's my opinion on that. There's a quote that what uh, Karabo just said that that reminds me of is like, don't. It's not about having more resources. It's about being more resourceful. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So that oh, just that just hit my head when you when you were talking. Here we go. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no. This, this uh, has yeah. been probably the. I, th- I think you know. I've had, I've, I've had some really cool episodes, man. But this one, this one was very cool. Karabo. Um, like thank you so much, Karabo. Like, this was so cool, man. You know, and plus, I genuinely have not se- because for some reason, Karabo, you're the busiest person of all time. So it's impossible to get a plan with Karabo, guys. Like, you're always either at sc- like I know for a fact if I text you, the first thing you say is school, fam. Like school, this school. I know even Twitter. Twitter, I know especially. When you say school, I know it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's okay, Karabo. You just do your thing. But yeah. But no, man. I'm we- so glad that's almost. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. We're so proud to have you on the podcast, man. As our first guest, of course, on the podcast. And um, you know, we just wish you the best. Obviously, in in your in your career, you know, you're doing amazing things. You're still very young, dude. You're very, you're still very young. I actually yeah. hope you know that, by the way. Like the more you age, you're like, yeah, actually, I'm still very young because you are very young. You have so much to do, and I can't wait to be a part of. That journey of seeing her. Yeah, this is what Garab was doing, man. We really, we really... Thank you so much for that, guys. And I think um, that reminder is, is something very important because I think sometimes we put an age to things. You know, I mean, I was just saying, and it's something I don't shy away from, that I've been doing radio for 10 years. I'm 28 going on 29. Mm. And only now I'm doing a Monday to Friday show. Do you know what I mean? And um, I think what happens in broadcasting or in our kind of industry is that it's like sports you sometimes feel like time is running out time is running out you know but one thing i've told myself and you just reminding me too is that i'm still young there's so much time and you get better with age right so i also think i still have so much to do and i think people if i can have last words on the podcast is Mm -hmm. we shouldn't put an age to things i mean tony who's this morrison the the author right Mm -hmm. only became who she is tony morrison i think at 40 40 yeah. She became the Toni Morrison author, mm. you know, we know of today. 40 years old, guys. We're not even close to that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? People like Oprah. Oprah wasn't successful at 25. You know what I mean? So I think that's, that's, that's something we need to remind ourselves. And uh, sometimes if it means you must just get off the Instagram, get off the socials a little bit to reconnect with yourself and not feel pressure, then you absolutely need to do that. So own pace, own race, own journey. And like to remember that, you can always start over. It's never too late. You can always make your dreams happen. And like, what's age? Mm, mm, Fuck that. Mm, mm. Sorry, can I just wait? Oh, but it's a podcast, so it's fine. Nah, it's fine. Dude. <laughs> I'll Raw, t- real Rex. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. And and I think, yeah, man, it's you said it's your own race, it's your own pace, it's your like that line really like just hit me a little bit because like I think I'm one of those people who always feels like I'm running out of time. I'm not gonna lie to you, and that's being honest with you. Um, I put so much pressure on myself mm-hmm. every day, you know what I mean, for no reason in particular. And I think I'm still learning how to balance mm-hmm. that out. Hence, I'm not as active on mm-hmm. your Instagrams. And when I tweet, I just tweet garbage or football because those are the only things I know for me to not overthink things. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, um, where can people just find you on socials, man? 
Uh, so, Garabo and Sveng, across all my social media platforms, my surname is spelled N-T-S-H-W-E-N-G. And, of course, you can catch me every single weekday, Monday to Friday. Yes. Uh, on 5FM between 4 and 6. I'm having so much fun on the show. Uh, the listeners at 5 are so welcoming. They're so amazing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's been so much fun having listeners from across the country. Like, every morning I'm speaking to somebody, because I come from a Jobik Bay station, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like, national, like, you know, waking up with people from Limpopo and from Northwest or other parts of the country that you've never even been to. So that's been truly, truly special. And I'm also so grateful for everybody who's been so supportive. I think since the news happened that I'm joining Fiber uh, FM, everybody was like, oh, my God, we're so excited for you. You deserve it so much and all of that. And that was so overwhelmed with the kindness and people that have always supported my career and um yeah thank you guys for having me on your platform good luck thank you Keep thank going, you guys. so much and uh yeah man that's what it is hyper extended episode five it's called life happens and uh we had uh featuring Garabon Swing, man. she was out here we'll see you again very soon it's going to be nice and great my name is top of the r e x rex the dinosaur ambassador himself and he's easy lucid your boy godspeed let's go